Hey, I'm Dr. Marcus Jefferson. And I'm Kisa Jefferson. And we welcome you to our podcast, Life, Love, and Leadership. Leadership. Well, we are talking about crisis and how you define it. Our basis, well, the world has been gripped recently by the outbreak of the coronavirus. And you know, it's just a reminder to all of us that we have to adapt a new mindset. We have to adapt new practices and we have to adapt new responses when we are confronted with crises of any sort, particularly this crisis, because we don't have a vaccine for coronavirus. And if you ask me, I still have questions about how the virus is actually transmitted. To me, it seems there needs to be more information about how that's done and particularly all of the different things that we can do to protect ourselves. So moving forward from there, this is a crisis that has reminded all of us that we, regardless of what we think about it, are really all on the same level playing field. So the first thing we wanna look at, how in the world do you define a crisis? Well, a crisis is, is defined, man, by its its effectiveness, man, and in the environment. So, so you cannot control the environment. So, therefore, you cannot control a crisis. It is something, man, that you must adapt to, or either you have to be able to use it as as a I would say as a a way of moving forward. You know, moving through the um, the process, you have to understand its necessary forces. That's that's behind the um, the crisis, and the crisis causes your perception to change about a lot of things. And so, if you can use the crisis, let's take an eagle for instance. You know, I know my pastor used to teach us, man, about the eagle. You know, the eagle loves the storms because he uses the storms to actually elevate himself, you know, higher and higher, whereas though he doesn't have to flap his wings in order to go higher and higher. He uses the wind, the waves, and I mean, the, um, the winds and the, and the turbulence of the air to go higher. Man, so therefore, to me, if you're asking me my opinion about it, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, man, to kind of say out with the old, in, in, in with the new. And crisis doesn't care. It doesn't care about who it affects. It doesn't care, man, about, you know, what it affects. And it, and it doesn't care about your attitude tw- towards it. It doesn't care anything about you. It, but what it does, it changes you in the process of it. It gives you a, a new way of thinking or you have to think a new way. Uh, like I would always say, that it is a it, it's an unscheduled response. You know, it's unscheduled. You don't know until you've been hit by a crisis. And then once you're hit by a crisis, what's your response? It's unscheduled. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing that you can actually control. So what do you say? I say that people are oftentimes creatures of habit. All right. And when we come upon a crisis, it forces it necessitates change. It, it necessitates doing things differently. It necessitates innovation. It's no longer business as usual. Now, our attitude can either propel us above that 
above the crisis or help us to move through it easier or our attitude can actually cause us to kind of become stagnant and and even move backwards or become frustrated or even lose some things. So I say that crisis can really be defined as an opportunity. And listen, let's just not now this is looking on the bright side, but but let's just let's just be honest about it. Crisis doesn't feel good. Crisis attacks so many different areas of your life, namely the mind. So yes, it, it, it sounds good. And yes, you know, our goal today is to give you the tools to work through the crisis. But let's just be real. It doesn't feel good. Sometimes it doesn't even look good. Sometimes it's not even good. It's not that it's about what you think or what you feel or what you see. It's just the fact. It is not good. The issue is, though, that we understand that we have an opportunity, as long as we're here, we have an opportunity to work through it. We have an opportunity to make some choices. And sometimes there are crises that we, now there are some that we institute on our own by bad decisions and, and different things that we've done. There are some that we don't institute on our own. There are some that just, we, that are placed squarely in our lap. And at that point, we have to understand, come to deal with it, you know, accept the reality. And for you accepting the reality, it may take you a couple of weeks. For some people, they're just very resilient and they can, they can deal with things in a day or two and say, hey, here's a new normal. Hey, what can I do? Where do I go? So no condemnation to you either way, whichever way that you deal with it. But either way, if you're still here, you still have life, you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to move forward in life. And you know, I love it from a business perspective because what I see is I see there are some businesses that absolutely excel in crisis. Mm-hmm. They're, they're businesses, you know, and, and in fact, you, you some of the thought leaders would say that leaders are created in crisis. Leaders stand up in crisis because they're not intimidated by it. They see a need and they, they take the people and they say, hey, there's a need here. So in the middle of this, let me go ahead and stand up, put my fears aside. I may still feel fear. I may still feel bad, but I'm, I'm going to put it aside and go toward the greater good, which is to advance and not only to advance, but to help others advance too. So to answer your question, I see crisis as an opportunity. And I believe that looking at it as an opportunity, it's all about perspective. If I've said that one time, I've said it a thousand times. It's all about perspective because how we shape things in our mind, it determines how we deal with it. It determines how we respond to it. It determines its effect on us. If we see this as an insurmountable mountain, then guess what? That's what it is to us. You know, we become stuck. That's that's the reason, you know, you and read my notes that I said, man, we know, man, whatever you call a thing, yeah. you know, that that is what it becomes to you. And that's how you respond to it. Yeah. You know, man, so whatever you call a thing, man, you're going to respond to it the way that you called it. So if you call this a crisis, then guess what? That's how you're going to respond to it. Or if you called it an opportunity, then guess what? Your mind begins to shift toward the opportunity of what you're going to get out of this. So, you know, um, you know, I, I love podcasts, man, because man, you get to talk free. You're not in front of the cameras and everything like that. So, you know, and so you really get an opportunity, man, to free flow, you know, in, in, in your thinking and your talking and you know, and, and crisis right now, man, is it's got everybody a grip on 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 a lot of people, man, who I've talked to and you know and came in contact with. 
of course, man, with my mask on, of course, you know, washing your hands and of course, doing all the sanitary things that you need to do and, you know, wearing, wearing your PPE um, equipment and stuff. But it has really, um, it, it, isn't it amazing that only man, we've only been dealing with coronavirus since the beginning of what, March? But it's been here since probably about January or, or, or before Absolutely. December. Absolutely. Man, man, but we've really felt the effects of it between March and now. And it is amazing how two months mm-hmm. of being sheltered in place or either, you know, being tested and all these type of things have come about. They have shaped the world for the new millennia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing the mindsets so of people can change within a two month period. Yes. Because what is because a crisis forces change. Mm, I like that. I like that. It forces change. It forces you to change. It, and you know what I find? Some people just don't like change. <laughs> they don't like change. That's right. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> exactly. And change is inevitable. Yeah. You know, it is. that's one of the that that's one of the greatest forces on this planet is change. We are forever changing. Yeah. And this will forever change people. Yes. Man, because it is like I said, it is an untimely, it is a unscheduled change that you weren't ready for. Yes. You know? Now, when we look at, you know, Facebook lives or we look at, you know, um, you know, Snapchats and all these type of MSN and all these kind of stuff, when you look back in the past, man, the past two presidents oh, even God. talked about a pandemic coming. Yes. They knew they knew that this was coming. You know, yeah, man. But but I would always say a leader prepares his troops to go into battle. Yeah, you know, he prepares well. Well, my political stance on this says, man, that we had a president that was ill prepared mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. because he went and terminated mm-hmm. the people that had been in place for pandemics like this. Then why would you terminate them? When you have just heard of what happened over in Wuhan, um, China, mm-hmm. you went in and you terminated the the staff of people that have been working on it for over the last past ten years. They've been working on this research and pandemics across the I mean, uh, not across the country, across the earth, or, or or other countries and everything. And you go and and dismantle the whole entire work man that's been done all these years. That's right. That's not a leader. Mm. That's not a leader. Yeah. And then you even said, man, that you 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 um had us to uh, us to sit down and watch this president on actual TV say things, man, that was so derogatory and tried to puff himself up, man, as though he was the victim. And he's talking about the word where there's going to be a lot of death. There's going to be this and that. Well, a leader in the time of crisis, as you said, does not. And I repeat, does not denounce failure in the midst of a trial. Right. Right. That's not a leader. Right. He shows his character at that moment. And so me, I was distraught when I saw him talk like that man to you're the, um, the nation man that you said that we're trying to rebuild yes yes it there is so much that we're seeing and you really have to have a fortitude 
and a an attitude and and a thought process of your own i mean you know without me me getting political and getting into that arena it's just that you you know you have to be aggressive you have to take action to protect yourself and and you know because listen coronavirus is real it's not made up it's real okay some people are still struggling with that believe it or not whether or not it's real so what do you do with all of that, knowing that we've, we've had some leaders who have misstepped in the process, given out misinformation, and allowed us covered. to be ill, Ill, yes, covered in some instances, and allowed us to be ill-prepared. What you do is you take the steps that you can do to protect yourself and your family. My husband mentioned it, you wash your hands, you get plenty of rest, you take extra vitamins, you wear your mask when you go out, you, you keep distanced from people physically while you're out and about, you do and take all the necessary precautions to protect yourself and your family. And be mindful, just because they're opening up to do commerce and business does not mean that you have to do the same thing or doesn't mean that you have to step into the ring just yet. Me personally, it's a little early. I still want to see that we are flattening the curve. I still want to see that this is being maintained because when you see the people who are affected, when you hear from the medical staff, when you hear from those who are on the front line, there are still questions that need to be answered and there are still battles that we face in this that we have yet to conquer. Sure. So listen, whatever you do while we're in the midst of this crisis dealing with coronavirus or any other crisis that you face, my encouragement, our encouragement is always going to be to use wisdom and make sure that you take the steps needful to take care of yourself and protect yourself and also to protect your family. Closing thoughts, honey? Well, I would say my my own closing thoughts, man, would be, you know, get correct information, mm -hmm. you know, um, correct information. Make sure, man, that the information man, that you are getting are correct. And even when you get it on, you know, Facebook Live, I mean, on, on Facebook, sorry. You know, man, when people put out Facebook, you know, little bitty uh, videos and stuff like that, go back and research that stuff to make sure that that, that stuff is concrete. You know, don't just go with what you with what you hear. I mean, all the time, man, because people will tell you a lot of things right now because a lot of people are in panic mode. And when you're in a panic mode, then man, it's hard to decipher what's truth and what's fake. Yeah. And so that would be my advice to people. And uh, I do the same. I do a lot of research as well. So that would be my take on that. And um, also, you know, man, we do have some things coming up Monday night at 7 p.m. I'm going to be doing hosting a Zoom live with a guy that's on the front lines. His name is Lewis Shepard. He's one of the guys on the front line of, of coronavirus, man. He's going to be speaking to us live from New York. So I attend, I ask all the guys to attend. I hope to see you there on Monday night, 7 p.m. Go get the information off, um, off my page um, on Facebook. And it's also, I think it's posted on my wife's page as well. So that's my final thoughts. Awesome. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Make it an amazing day, an amazing week. And we appreciate you for joining us this week on life, love, and leadership. Have a great one, everybody.